Okay, so um, we're going to start from the very uh, second to last line on Daf Lamed Hay on 35, Vatanya. So the question is, we just said that the, that the shofar is mukta, and that's why you would have to put the shofar uh, somewhere down, up there on the rooftop, he had a hiding place where you kept it. Um, then that's because you can't carry either a shofar or a trumpet. Nothing. They're both mukta. Problem with that is, the Gemara asks a question, but Tanya, we learned in the Brisa, shofar metaltel, the Brisa says that a shofar is not mukta, only the trumpet is mukta. Now, you have to understand the, what a trumpet is. A trumpet is a straight horn. It's made out of metal, and it was just like a straight horn, like a, like a straight, not, didn't have any turns. It just went out straight. It was like those trumpets that they, uh, that they announced by the, uh, by the, when the king's coming. So it's just a long, straight horn. That's the, what we mean by chatzotros. And uh, the shofar, of course, has a bend in it. So, so that's the question. Okay, excuse me. Okay, so um, it's a contradiction. So Amarav. Amrav Yosef, Lokash is not difficult. Come Yachid, come a Tibor. It depends for an individual or for a community. Why? What's the difference? So Amrav Abayah, Abayah said to him, Ubi Yachid, Lemai Chazi, what does an individual have the use for a shofar that's other than blowing, making sound, which is not allowed on Shabbos? So the answer is, it's not Moksa because hold the roi, the gamea, bo mayim, litinok. Because you can actually use it as a little baby's bottle because you can pour a little water in it and it holds the water. And the smaller empty, you can pour it out into the, into the baby's mouth and it'll be like a baby bottle. So the Gemara says, of course, you can't do that with a, with a, with a trumpet because it's straight. It's not going to hold anything. If you pour it in, it's going to come right out the other side. And therefore, that one's going to be totally mukta because the only thing you can really do with it is uh, blow as a, as a musical instrument, which is, which is not allowed. Okay, so that's the difference. So, um, so even if it's public, it's, it's usable. Because the poor child, even if even um, is also is on everybody's responsibility to take care of a young child that nobody's taking care of. So it's a tibor's responsibility. So therefore, we all need, even if it's a tibor shofar that belongs to the community, that's the one that he's blowing, it's still not going to be mukta because we need it for the for the people, the children, the young children are on public assistance, basically. So that's second. That's the, so it's not a satisfactory answer. Visu and furthermore, that which you learned Just like you're allowed to carry a shofar, you're also allowed to carry a, uh, the trumpets. Mani, who's that going like? So now we have a third opinion. So one opinion is you can't carry either. The second opinion is you could carry a shofar, but you can't carry a chatzotros. And the third opinion is that both are allowed to be carried. So Allah is not difficult. Har Rabbi Yehuda, Har Rabbi Shimon, Har Rabbi Nechemia. There's three opinions. Rabbi Yehuda is the machmir on mukta, as we've seen earlier, and therefore they're all mukta. I'm sorry, I take it back. Rabbi Yehuda is the one who says that the shofar is going to be okay because it's useful for a child. Always, nothing to do with whether it's public or private. It's always acceptable. Rabbi Shimon says 
nothing's he doesn't hold of mukta, so therefore it's fine. Um, the shofar is not it can be moved. Rav Nechemia he has a more strict opinion, who says that it goes by its main use. The fact that you have a uh, you can use something for some random use doesn't mean that that's going to help to allow you to carry it. That's Rav Nechemia Shita. It's uh, so he will hold that you can't even carry a shofar at all, and that was the Tanakama's, that was our original opinion, it was going with Rav Nechemia, and therefore he had to hide the shofar somewhere there, because he would not be allowed to carry it down with him once Shabbos kicks in. Okay, so those are the three opinions. my shofar nami, chatzotras. Okay, um, and when, he said, when we say shofar, um, which is Rav Nechemia who said that um, he said that uh, shofar and chatzotros are both not allowed. He's saying they're really the same, one and the same thing. They, uh, once the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, they lost the lost their original title, and they changed the name for these things. So you just got to know. So what are they? Chatzutrisa shufra shufra chatzutrisa. They changed the name. What they used to call a shofar, they switched to chatzotros. And when they called the chatzotros, they switched to shofar. So just the names flipped once the base of Mikdash was destroyed. And because of that, it got a bit confusing. So, um, and therefore, you got to be careful when talking to people. So what's it relevant for? That's what it says. Why do we care whether the name changed, that we know what we're talking about. So the answer is, the Shofar Shal Rosh Hashanah, for somebody who asks, what can I blow on Rosh Hashanah? Can I use a Shofar? So if he's an Amaretz, you tell him, no, you need to use the Chatzotros, because his mind, when he uses the word Shofar, he really means a trumpet. So you got to tell him the right language that he'll understand what it means. So that's one example of, so when he says Shofar and Chatzotros is not acceptable, he really means... They're both uh, both chatzotros. They're one and the same. Uh, the shofar is really a chatzotro. The chatzotro is really a shofar. And that's why he said shofar first and chatzotros, because they're both not allowed. Even the shofar is not allowed. But that's the, uh, that's the, that's the point. But the idea being is that's because the names switched. Okay. Next is, uh, where there's another, there we said there's three examples where the name switched, according to Rav Chista. So one is the Shofar trumpet words. The other one is Arava Tziftzifa. Arava, as we know, is the willow, and Tziftzifa is a species of willow that's not acceptable. So Tziftzifa Arava. So they switched it. So Mainaf uh, Kamina, what is that relevant for? The lulav, because you got to know which one we're talking about and which kind of lulav are we discussing. Which Arava do we mean? Do we mean the Arava, which is the willow that's kosher, or the Tziftzifa, which is not acceptable? So you gotta, since the name's switched, so you want to say the right name to know what's kosher for your lulav. And the last one is Psora, Psorta, and Psorta, Psora. Used to be, Psora is like a, a platter, and uh, Psorta was a small one, Psora was a big one. Then they switched it and they changed the name. The Psorta became the big one, and the Psora is the small one. Why is that relevant? The answer is, what is that relevant for? The It's for business. Because in business, you got to know what you're talking about. If you ask for a small platter, and you get a, uh, or you, uh, you, which the, you ask for a psorta, and you meant the big one, and they gave you a small one, you didn't get the right thing. Okay.
Next. Amar Rabbi Abayi says, Afonu Nomar, there's another example of uh, names changing. Hovlila Bekasi Bekasi Hovlila. There are two parts of the, uh, of the animal in the stomach of the animal. One is called the Beis HaKosos, which is in the stomach. And then there's another one, which is called the Hovlila. And they switched names. Um, so one is the, so they called the Meses, was originally called Hovlila. And the Beis HaKosos was called Bekasi. And then they switched the names to be the other stomach. Now, why is that relevant? That's because the Mayanaf Kamino, the Machat Shinimtsis, but Ovi Besakosos. If you find a needle in the thickness of these Besakosos, which is the other stomach, I forgot the English name, but whatever, there's. Uh, um, but uh, in, in the other, in the, the Besakosos, which looks like little cups, I have a picture. But anyway, and the, the, uh, if it's only on one side, the Mitzad Echad Shero, Mishnet Sadam Trefa, so therefore, you have to know which one we're referring to if we're referring to the Beis Akosos or referring to the, uh, to the Meses, which is the other stomach. So again, the four stomachs, this is, they switch the names. Okay. Amar um, Avashi, another example of names changing. The names of the places changed. What was used to be called Bavel changed the name to Borsif, and what was used to be called Borsif name changes name to Bavel. What is that relevant to? The Mai Nafkamina, what is that relevant to? The Gite Nashim, it's relevant for Gitim. So Rashi brings down two Pshatim. One is that uh, we have a rule in, in the beginning of Gitim that, when, uh, that in Eretz Yisrael, you don't have to say Bafani Nechtam, Bafani Nechtam, because it's a different. Um, uh, befunin, but you don't have to say because they're knowledgeable in Gitin, in Halachos. Uh, but in, that's, that's the Halacha when it comes to in, in, in Eretz Yisrael and also Bavel. Now, if Bavel changed names to Borsif, so then the Halacha is going to be true that the Tamid HaChacham in Borsif. If Borsif was, is now called Bavel, so then the Halacha won't apply there. Rashi says it's more simple, uh, his own answer, he says the more simple answer is that the, you need to name the correct name of a town when you're putting it in. So uh, you have to mention the name. So if the name changed to a different name, then the current name is what the name that you have to use. And that's what Rashi's saying. Anyway, we'll stop over here. I mean, this is the end of the parak. La 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 Oh, you have, okay, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, please, you could sing. All right, I had you in sin, don't worry, okay. All right, it's fine, we don't have to, we could spare, spare the crowd, okay. Um, uh, new parak, and this parak is actually a uh, very... Oh, yes, if people can... Uh, if people can uh, shut off the videos, it will help uh, the keep keep us all intact. Okay, Kira Shesikua Bekasha Bigvava. So we're talking about Hilchos Bishol, as we'll soon see, and uh, we have to sort of get our definitions down. So first, there's a certain type of oven called a Kira, as we'll soon uh, see more details about it. That Rashi describes as basically looked like a large pot. And they put the pot, a food, inside the pot. And there was this uh, fire source inside there.
that's heating the, the oven. It was like a very rudimentary, simple type of oven. Okay, so that's what we're talking about. So, Kirish is Yikub, Kashvig Vava. So, Kash and Vava is basically uh, straw and stubble. Um, basically, they're what we would call straw, either case. It's the uh, it's the chaff of the of uh, the part of the wheat that that's not that's not the grain, um, and uh, it 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 burn, You use it as a fuel source, but it pretty much burns up and doesn't leave much coal. That's really the point. So if that's what your heating source is, you're allowed to put your cooked food on it. We will soon see what are we talking about, which point in time, okay? Begefes uveitzim. Gefes, Rashi explains, is um, after uh, squeezing the sesames to get out their oil, so it was like a, basically like a mushed sesame seeds, and they would use them as also a fuel, high oil content, and it would actually, those would actually form coals, and wood, which also forms a coal when you use it. So lo yitin, then you would not be allowed to put the, the food on the fire. You have to do one of two things. Either you clear out the coals, or you cover the, layer, the coals with a layer of ash. Either one will suffice to, to make it capable of putting the food on the fire. Now, when are we talking is yet to be defined. Beishami Omri, Beishami says, not all foods are the same. Chamin. That's if it's like water, like hot water. You want to have a, your chaynik where you can have a teeth with, from that. That's what's being discussed. But if it's like your food that you're cooking, that's not going to be allowed. Beishelel Omri, Beishelel disagrees. Chamin v'tavshil. Doesn't matter. Both chamin, which is hot water, and all cooked foods. Now, Beshami Omrim, Notlin, Avalomachsirim. Beshami says you can take it off the fire, you just can't put back on the fire. Beshalomrim, Afmachsirim, you can even put back on the fire. Okay, so that's very unclear, and that's what the Gemara is going to be bothered with and try to understand. So, Ibailu, the first question is this Hi, Logitin, what do we mean when we say that if you heat it up, depending what you heat it up with, Logitin, you can't put the food? What do you mean put the food? Putting it on Shabbos from the beginning, putting it before Shabbos and leaving it up, which thing are we talking about? Are we talking about lo yachzir, that you can't put it back? Um, meaning after you took it off on Shabbos, you're not allowed to put it back on the fire. Avalishos, but if, you, if it was there from before Shabbos, mashin, you would be allowed to leave it up on such fuel. Afal even if it's not cleared of ash, of, of the coals, or covered with ashes. Omani, and whose opinion would that mean, Hananyahi? We mentioned the opinion of Hananya earlier, who basically is lenient on this. Because the Tanya, we learned in Abraza, Hananya Omer, Koshu ke Michael ben Jusoy, once the food reaches the level of Michael ben Jusoy, of the way, of, of the level that ben Jusoy would eat his food, which means partially cooked, either a third or a half, depends on who, which opinion you're following. But the bottom line is, if it's partially cooked enough, wow. just the edibility, so, um, so as long as it achieves that, so we're following, is the Mishnah basically following Hananya's opinion and saying that leaving things on the fire, even if there's coals and everything, and not covered, 
it's fine. And that's what we're saying. And the only problem, the, the whole issue is putting something on the fire that's not covered or cleared of coals. Or on the other side, we're talking about leaving on the fire, putting it there from Erev Shabbos is what the issue is. You're only allowed to leave it there from Erev Shabbos if you cleared the coals or covered it with ash. Um, but otherwise not. And to put it back, of course you can't. So this is the question that the Gemara wants to know. Tashma Kamriya proof. The fact that there's two cases in the Mishnah, Peshame Omrim Chamin, Avalo Tavshil, Oves Hillel Omrim Chamin Vitavshil. First, Machlok is Peshame Bishilel is whether it's only applying to Chamin, meaning hot water, and not a Tavshil. And Bishilel is saying it's Chamin Vitavshil. So it could be that's what, so then that's one machlokas. And Beshami Omrim Notlin Avalo Machsirin, you could take, but you can't put back, or Beshil Omrim Af Machsirin, you could even put back. So that's the next dispute between Besham and Besilo. Now, if you say that the case was Lishos, that we're talking about leaving it on the fire, Lishos Tanan, so then the Mishnah actually reads straight. If you heat it up with straw, which doesn't leave big pieces of coal, so then you could do a Shia, Tavshil, even a cooked item. You cannot do so until you clear the coals or cover it with ashes. But what can they leave on the fire? Only hot water. But not a cooked food. And just like there's a dispute about leaving it on the fire. There's also a dispute about putting it back onto the fire. You can only take it off the fire, but you can't put it back. You can even put it back. So now everything reads. There's a reason why we're mentioning everything fits. However, if the original line of means not to put it back, so you can put back the cooked food, but not by not if it not if it's uh, uh, something that produces coals. unless you either cleared the coals or you covered it with ash. What can they put back? And then the next line sort of doesn't make sense. That's already stated in the first statement. Beis Hillel allows you to do a Chazara, and Beis Shammai does not allow you to do Chazara. So it's kind of repetitive to start saying this Machlokis twice. So what is the second line of Machlokis Beis Hillel if the statement of Le'itin means the statement of Lo Yachsir? That's the question in the Gemara, reading it that way. So let's just see the answer, because I don't want to keep you guys hanging. So the Gemara answer is, I'll tell you that actually um, it is the Haksir. It's talking about putting back. And it's missing a few words. This is what it's saying. If it was heated with straw, so then you could put back, the, put back a cooked food. So you cannot. You have to either clear the coals or cover it with ash. 
Lishos. But if you want to leave it on the fire, we're moving back to Lishos. Then Mashin Avapishin Agorafein Akotum. On my Mashin, what can they leave on the fire? And that which I told you in the beginning that you could put back on the fire, love divrei That's not going like everybody. It's a dispute between So that's how you would have to read it, and it is readable as long as you fill in all the blanks to make sense according to the Chazara version, as well as the uh, uh, Shi'iyah version, which comes out of very major practical difference in Alacha, which we'll get to in the bottom line, how we paskin. But anyway, we'll stop over here. To be continued tomorrow morning, God willing, tomorrow Sunday. So Adaf Yomi is at 8 a.m. in the morning. And uh, I believe it's 6.40 in the, in the evening. So both are options. Same uh, channel on Zoom. And I hope everyone has a great evening. I hope the first days were beautiful as they were here. And uh, take care. Shkach.